0: Hey again and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I'm one of the pastors at Valley Christian Fellowship and thanks for joining me today as we continue to walk through 1 Timothy and we are in chapter 4. Now yesterday we looked at chapter 4 and the reality of those who are false teachers and those who want to deceive and lead others away from the true faith. Well, now Paul, he continues in his encouragement toward Timothy and then by extension to to every, every subsequent generation of believers afterward as we learn how to behave and how to think as the church. And so I'd like to jump right in. Chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. Paul continues, and here's what he says. He says, If you put these things before the brothers... You will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine that you have followed. And he says, if you put these things, what are these things? Well, it's the entirety of this letter. It's all of the corrections, all of the encouragements, all of the charging that Paul has issued unto Timothy, the reminders of what is true and the the warnings about what is false. If you put these things, everything I'm reminding you of, If you put it in front of the brothers, if you put it in front of the church, it says you will be a good servant. Isn't this the goal for a believer? To be a good servant is is this picture of pleasing the master. And the master is not Paul, the master is not your pastor, the master is Christ Jesus. And so, to be a good servant of Christ, we remind each other of what is true and we warn each other about what is false. Says you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, and then look by these words, being trained by the words of faith and the good doctrine that you have followed. This training is something that is ongoing. It's continual. We are to be trained. That means we don't read our Bible once and then we move on. That means we don't read a book of the Bible once and then move on. Rather, we're constantly putting, in a sense, putting our reps in, learning the scripture, understanding the scripture in context, understanding how to apply the scripture over and over and over again. We constantly are being trained. Well, verse 7 says, have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. He says all of these controversies about all these ideas and philosophies, they're just irreverent, silly myths. They're not honoring to God. They're irreverent. And they're really silly myths. There's nothing that actually can be proven, nothing that is that is helpful in this at all. He says, rather, train yourself for godliness godliness focus on your character be someone who is a above reproach as we saw in chapter three he says for while bodily training is of some value godliness is a value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come now notice he doesn't say that bodily training is of no value listen if you are a believer there is nothing wrong there's actually something very good About training yourself physically so that you can be strong, so that you can be healthy, so that you can care and meet the care for others and meet others' needs. Absolutely. But as important as it is to be trained physically, it is of even greater value to be trained in godliness. You you can train your body, yes. But more importantly, you and I, we must train our character. We must train our character. This means we learn how to talk to people in ways that build them up with the scripture. We're not just always picking on people or joking around, but rather we are intentional about how we love people with our words. This means we become good communicators. Not just communicators from a stage, but communicators interpersonally as we express our desires and our thoughts and we listen well to others and we respond in ways that are healthy and that nurture relationships. This is this is how we train ourselves in godliness. It's seen relationally so often. We, we train ourselves in godliness when we learn and train ourselves to turn away from sin. Whether it's sin that is lust or greed, whether it's the sin of of anger in the wrong ways toward the wrong things maybe it's just our selfish desires and we're selfish with our time and our self we're selfish with our resources but we train ourselves to be christ-like we train ourselves in godliness because this holds promise for the present life the godly person is the person that's going to find themselves moving their relationships toward health The godly person is the kind of person that's going to find themselves sharing the gospel with others in ways that are effective and persuasive. The the godly life is the life that is at peace, not plagued by guilt and a cycle of sin and, and frustration and self loathing, but rather they've turned away from sin more and more consistently, and so they walk in peace and in the joy of the Lord. But it's also a godliness that holds promise for the life to come. It holds promise for eternity. See, this is the ancient way for our modern day that we we are those who train ourselves for godliness. We we don't let's go back up. We don't ignore the relationship with others. Instead, we put truth in front of each other. We we do that as a good servant of our master as those who have been trained by the word. And furthermore, we don't give ourselves to the wrong kind of teachings, to irreverent and silly myths. Rather, we train ourselves with the word of God for godliness. And as we do that, we find this promise for this life and for the next. And this is our ancient way for our modern day.